So the title of my drosh is Let Him Who uh, Thinks He Stands Take Heed. Assumptions, right? <laughs> so we're in the book of Numbers, and we've been journeying, uh, we've been telling the story, we've been kind of recounting the story of Israel's redemption from slavery, Exodus paints that picture, the introduction of God at Mount Sinai, and then we have Leviticus, the, the holiness code, the holiness, the book of holiness, God's desire to dwell among his people, and God's desire for them to come into close proximity to him and to be able to worship him, uh, living in the midst of a holy God. And now we're in the book of Numbers at the bottom of Sinai. They're ready to go, the people of Israel are ready to go from, the, from Sinai into the promised land. Here's a journey, something simple. One small journey. But the book of Numbers doesn't really paint that picture now, does it? Yeah. Something that was simple ended up being a long, long journey. But God was with them, wasn't he? God was with them. God was present with them. Um, I, I was reminded, like, I've moved plenty of times in my life. I couldn't imagine moving as many times as they did. Some about, what, 42 times that they had to move to a place in about 38 years. That's a, that's a lot of moving. But God was with them. I really like how Paul, though, in Corinthians, he kind of condenses the story of Numbers and paints the whole picture into this small narrative. And basically he... he shows in the first section there, uh, he says, he, he recounts the story of the golden calf. This was from Exodus 32. Later on, he kind of recounts the story of the sexual immorality that happened um, in the episode of the golden calf. This is Numbers 25. And then he talks about how Israel put the Lord to test through grumbling and murmuring. This is in Numbers 21. It's in Numbers 21, it actually says that their spirits of the people became impatient with God, and they were murmuring, they were grumbling, they wanted to go back into slavery. Can you imagine wanting to go back into slavery? Now, don't look at me as though I am pointing my finger at the Israelites. I'm actually speaking to us today. Can you imagine grumbling and murmuring and wanting the things of the past in light of God's goodness and faithfulness to lead us to the hope of our salvation. So I think that the book of Numbers actually stands as a great warning against discontentment. Now, there's a lot of things that the book of Numbers teaches. We actually did a short uh, teaching in, in uh, the Torah class. We talked about how the book of Numbers teaches us the theology of God. There's a lot to unpack there. But I feel like there's a prophetic message for our community in the, in the area of discontentment that could lead to, to uh, grumbling and murmuring, especially in light of the days that we live today. Um, now, Paul is not the only one who uses the book of Numbers to, to kind of call us back to faithfulness. Now, John, the Gospel of John does that. Jude does that. 
Um, Hebrews does that. And in Hebrews chapter 3, actually, he uses the spy, the story of the spies, uh, to contrast the disobedience and the unbelief that left them um, from, left the first generation from actually entering into the promised land. And he contrasts that with this generation that un, who, who carries unbelief and, and evil heart would actually eventually lead the people away from the living God. This is in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7. And Paul basically gives one simple instruction there. He says, encourage one another. Encourage one another. It's right there in chapter 3. So discontentment, unbelief, evil desires in the heart, all of these things could lead us away from what God has for us. And especially in the days that we're living, in the, this line of sight where the kingdom of God is at hand, we, we feel the birth pangs, don't we? We can see it. It's in, the, it's in the future. May it be in my generation. If not, maybe in my children's generation. But it is coming soon. And therefore, how do we live in light of his soon coming revelation? In light of this promised land. In light of this homecoming where all things will be restored. The beauty of Jerusalem will be restored. The king will sit on his throne. And we will have been perfected in our salvation. And the hope of our salvation would have been given to us as a gift. And we would have our heavenly bodies. How amazing would it be that we anticipate this day? So I want to leave you with three uh, things to kind of contend for in this season. Encourage one another. Set your eyes on the, on the hope. And then fight dearly against discontentment because discontentment is such a brutal enemy that leaves a seed of distrust to the Lord leaving us really away from the Lord in some way discontentment so be, be faithful where God has put you <laughs> we talked a lot about that in Torah class today it's be faithful where the Lord has got be faithful where he's put you embrace the roles that the Lord has given you and be content in in where the Lord has put you all right so encourage one another set your eyes on the hope and fight against discontentment shabbat shalom guys